Yeah, good to have you. Moving into hour number three. The Bill Michael Show. Good to have you on board today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Uh, that's the phone numbers. And uh, we, we started out with a lot going on today. And you kind of felt like this was this was coming. That you were going to hear something at some point that was going to lead to Aaron Rodgers' discussion. And we're into that period of time. Apparently, uh, now there's two pieces of news today. One is the news that came out overnight is that uh, Aaron Rodgers... And the New York Jets have indeed uh, spoken. And that was coming from Trey Wingo. And it was confirmed by uh, Zach Rosenblatt, who we had on the on the program yesterday from The Athletic. So Zach has confirmed that, that they did ind- apparently did indeed speak yesterday. Now, that being said, uh, it looks as if, uh, at least according to Dan Graziano of ESPN and ESPN New York, and others that are covering the Jets that the Packer, or excuse me, that the Rodgers and the Jets are speaking again today. They are speaking again today. So if that indeed is the case, then um, then you would assume that um, they're trying to work out some type of a deal. You know, they're trying to work out some type of a deal to bring Aaron Rodgers to to New York. And I said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again, is that if indeed the uh, the, the Packers um, felt that Rodgers was all in, then chances are Rodgers would, they would have made the announcement that Rodgers is all in and uh, we're ready to go. But the fact that they did not come out and say that maybe indicates that either one, Rodgers has just said, you know what, I think my time in Green Bay has come to an end, or maybe they didn't feel like he was all in in coming back and working with LaFleur, working with the young guys, trying to put all this thing you know, together, um, or was you know maybe unwilling to do certain things that they wanted him to do. So maybe they just said, you know, hey, go ahead and and you know make the make the call, and we won't stand in your way if you want to you know move on. So who knows? Who knows? But today we'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670, Nick, uh, Nick Yak says a giveaway. He can't come back for first loss. Rogers will blame play calling. Just be glad someone takes him and try getting two picks. Um, I don't, that's not necessarily written real well, but Okay. I, um, again, uh, good deal. I don't want to see another Favre Vikings scenario, though, Tom says. Uh, first of all, I don't think Rodgers is efforting himself to come back and compete against the Green Bay Packers uh, via the, you know, the people in purple route the way Favre did. Favre, Favre it became personal with Favre, okay? It became personal. Uh, there were some issues between Favre and Ted Thompson in the end. Um, that I know that I know eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. So that, that became personal. And that's the reason Favre was so adamant about wanting to come back and wanting to beat the Packers uh, and specifically beat the Packers at Lambeau field. Um, just, I remember that day Favre in the tunnel. He had some people that, uh, you know, were from green Bay that, uh, were his friends were around him. 
And he was absolutely thrilled to have beaten the Green Bay Packers and stuck it to him and some other choice words at Lambeau. I mean, that was his that was his Super Bowl to come back and beat the Packers at Lambeau and as a Minnesota Viking. I mean, he he was hell bent on sticking it to the Packers. There was no doubt about it. I don't think far, I don't think Rodgers has the same level of angst because of the relationship between him and Gutekunst and how it has gotten better. Because in the end, Ted just wanted to move on. Ted's pick was Rodgers, and he was moving on, period. Uh, I don't think it's the same way, specifically in the sense that, they, you know, they gave, you know, Rodgers pretty much everything he wanted, where Favre was just basically told to shut up and sit down. I mean, I remember Favre being at the podium at one point and throwing his hands out saying, I'm just a quarterback. And we all looked at each other like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're Brett Favre, man. No, you're not just a quarterback. But, uh, you know, yeah, he, he really felt like he that's all he was. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to John listening to us in Atlanta. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good. How are you doing, Bill? Good. Good. What's up? Good. Yeah, no, I just, I, I really love your take, you know, when it comes to these quarterbacks not getting the Packers more rings. Um, I think that argument has gotten old that it's on them. I mean, like you said, it, it's all organizational. I mean, you go back to, you know, Moss was on the table, the tail end of five years. That, that could have easily been done for a third round or fourth round. And then you throw in, you know, I guess in 11 when our offense is just straight fire, you know, best offense in the league, McCarthy, and that, that falls on the, Against management slash coaching, you know you can't you can't lose to the Giants in a divisional game in 2011. That just that just can't happen. And then you throw in the you know the Bostic year. I mean, that, that, again, I think that falls on McCarthy. And then you got the Capers years where you couldn't stop a running quarterback in in Rogers' heyday, just dominating the league. You had a defensive coordinator that couldn't stop a running quarterback. So again, right. that, that was all organizational. So you, you can never get on Favre or Rogers for their not playing bigger in a, a big game. I mean, I know that's the latest thing on Rodgers. I mean, you've got to be realistic. Look at look at these teams and look at the management. So, But now just to twist it now to currently, I think no matter what happens, whether you go to love or you leave Rodgers in place for another year or two, I'm, I'm, I guess I don't really care either way. Honestly, I think organizationally, I just don't know if we have a coaching staff that can get us to a big game and win a big game. I just I have no confidence in it. So, I guess to me, whatever happens quicker so that we can have a, I don't know, the right coaches in place to actually get us there. And I think, yeah. I think with the right coaches, I think level, I think level will be at least average at best, but again, it's still going to come down to the coaching and organizational. So it's, I think it's a bigger issue um, as far as, you know, obviously why we don't have another ring, but even right now, I guess in, in Goody, I trust he, he's been fine. I have nothing. I mean, I think he's done some solid decision-making overall. Um, so whatever he decides here, I'm, I'm 100% fine with it. I guess it still goes back down to do we have the coaches in place to get us all the way. I think we have coaches yeah. in place to get us to the playoffs at best. I just don't see these guys as big game, big game coaches, but you know, that's how I see it either way. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the phone call. Um, I, I would tend to agree with you that I think it comes down to coaching. I think it's all – put it this way. With Jordan Love taking over, if this indeed happens, then first of all, this is – by far, this is Brian Gutekind's legacy. Even though he's made good choices, bad choices, and stuff along the way, this this is your legacy. Here come here comes the legacy time of things. And in addition to that, now you're looking at can he play, and if he can't play, how far have you set back the team, and if he can play, how much do you fortify the team with? You know, what do you do to fortify the team moving forward? 
and say, okay, look, you know, we've got these particular players in place. We've got this much uh, availability when it comes to salary cap. We've got these guys that we're going to draft. How much do we fortify the team with? And how much can all of that come together in the quickest period of time to have success for the guy that you chose to be the heir apparent that threw the monkey wrench in all of this? How quick can that guy can that guy get up to speed? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to a James listening to us in Rochester, New York. James, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great today. What are you thinking? Well, basically, the Green Bay Packers have been doing this since the early 80s, 90s, and now 2000s. The last good coach they had was Mike Holmgren. And look who have they had over the years. They've, they've drafted defense, defense, defense. Yeah, that's good, but you made a comment saying they he's gotten everything they won. Rodgers, no. When was the last time they got an elite number one receiver? That's been forever. That was that was Sherman Sharp or Antonio Freeman. When was the last time you saw a Chamora there, a great tight end, or Bubba Franks there? Or shockies. Yeah, the last time they had a good, really good, serviceable tight end was probably Jermichael Finley, and even he wasn't even on the same page with Aaron Rodgers all the time. Yeah, but he was good. But he got hurt too. He got hurt too. They used him as a blocking tight end. They didn't right. use him the right way. But correct. My point being, Rodgers, he you you can work with rookies all day long, or second year players, or third year players. You got to get people in there because he's on the tail end of his career. That's what the Packers have always done with uh, quarterbacks. Look at who if they like, for example. Okay, they've got defense. Yeah, they have elite defense this year. The last three years they were horrible. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They were poor efficiency in the red zone. But okay, fine. They've dominated their division for the more or less for twenty twenty five years. Yeah, but who have they had? Who have they honestly mm-hmm. helped them organization? They have they not had – no, no, I agree with you. And I look, look, I appreciate the phone call because I get exactly what you're saying. They have done uh, – they've gone – well, let's be honest. Okay, let's start with the weaponry. Favre wanted Randy Moss. They wouldn't get him. Favre was – I mean, you're right. Uh, what was it, 88, I think, Sterling Sharp was drafted. And then prior to that, it was the last wide receiver they drafted in the first round was – I think it was James Lofton, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think it was the the Hall of Famer James Lofton. But this is a team that doesn't do it very often. And, and um, they have – I don't want to say neglected the wide receiver position. Uh, they, I, I take that back. They did pick Javon Walker. Javon, and Javon Walker looked good early on. Javon Walker got his head filled by people around him that he was better than what he thought he was. And Javon Walker went down with a knee injury and was never the same after that, and they ultimately got rid of him. It wasn't like they neglected it. I mean, they did draft a guy like Greg Jennings, right? They did draft um, James Jones. They did draft Jordy Nelson. They they did make efforts to give him better wide receiver and it and it worked. I mean they did. They got Randall Cobb. They picked him up. You know, but 
since then, they, there hasn't been Devontae Adams was a second round draft choice. You know, I mean, you can't ignore the fact that they they haven't had really good wide receivers in Green Bay. It's as of late, you know, the, I guess, you know, what with the best guy they got was what Ty Montgomery. You know, I mean, you can go through the Marquez Valdez Scantling, Zeconemia St. Brown, um, D'Angelo Yancey. Remember him? They drafted him. Um, because for a couple of years, there's Amari Rogers, you know, of recent ilk. But, I mean, you can go back some years, and they just – they got to a certain point, and they said, okay, we're stocked. And they they did they didn't keep replenishing that. And the guys they did replenish it with weren't of ilk. And what they did was they had holes to fill in the defense. Never got it right. And I think you, you're going back through some of the uh, some of the busts via defense that they held on to. And those guys never really panned out. The Nick Perry's, the Dayton Jones, the Brad Jones, and all those guys of the world. And instead, you know, you get set you, when your guy isn't good and isn't the guy, and you stick with him, you keep setting your your team further and further back. And that's what they did. Uh, I think the last couple of drafts of Brian Gutekinds have been pretty good, to be quite honest with you. I think they've been really good. If you can hit in this draft as well, that gives you three years of really good drafting pretty consistently, and that that can really fortify your team for years to come. But to go back a couple of years to that 2018-2019 draft and really have just three or four guys left over from that draft out of, what, 12, 15, 16, 18 players, and you got four guys, I mean, that that hurts. That hurt. That's not fortifying your team. That hurts, man. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. You want to get on? Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, you can find us on the live stream. You can hit us up via email. Got a lot of things going on. You can hit us on Twitter as well. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continuing on hey don't forget our friends at lux golf bays man if you are looking for a terrific place go hit the balls and i know we got some winter weather coming in on friday uh thursday and friday but uh nice weather today nice weather later next week uh even if it's snowing out who cares because it's covered it's heated go to lux l-u-x-e luxgolfbays.com they're located in franklin wisconsin and just go and see for yourself just check it out go to lux l-u-x-e luxgolfbays.com that's lux golf bays Dot com down in the rock complex you can see what you're hitting into they're fantastic and all the bays are heated all the bays have televisions all the bays have food service and bar service and such couches and such around them great time great place you can bring your own clubs use theirs on site either way luxgolfbays.com that is luxgolfbays.com uh good good to have you back to, uh, to the program uh this is from jackson jackson says uh, hey gang there's something to think about here what is Jordan Love thinking? Uh, let me let me stop this here real quick, Jackson. Uh, Jordan Love really, other than the fact that he wants to play, he really doesn't have much of a say, okay, as far as Jordan Love, what is he thinking? I, I'm sure that if Aaron Rodgers moves on, he's feeling the pressure because now he's a starter and now he gets exactly what he wants. You're excited uh, and such that goes along with it. 
So I get all of that. Uh, what is Jordan Love thinking? Uh, his people would love to, love to see him move on to a place with less pressure. The Packers fan base is a boomer bust fan base. They always want to see a Super Bowl. And if you don't lead them to one or at least look like you can, then they're going to want to move on. I'm sure Jordan Love is now feeling the pressure. Well, any quarterback that's coming into the National Football League, you've got to believe in yourself. You don't come into the league going, you know what, I hope I don't go to Green Bay or Dallas or New York or some of these places that expect me to win right away because I'm not good. It, no. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Nick Yak says, oh, blank, now now if I stink, I'm out of the league, right? You know, yeah, you can uh, find your way out the door really fast. Just ask Brett Hundley. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I don't think he's thinking that. I think that, first of all, he's probably excited. Uh, I'm sure his people are finding out something from Brian Gutekunst. Um, I, I just, you know, well, t- take Jordan Love out of this mix, other than the fact that if Rodgers moves on, he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Really, right now, what he feels and what he thinks is really irrelevant to all of this. Um, yeah, he's probably thinking it's about time. Maybe the, you're, you're right there. That that could be actually the the sentiment coming up for for Jordan Love. It's, oh, finally. Finally, I get to play. Uh, some people are saying, have you looked at the Jets' schedule and how tough it is for the upcoming season? I have not, um, just for the fact that um, I it's it's tough anyway. Just I mean, look at the division in which you play, right? You got Buffalo twice, Miami twice, and New England twice. You, you know, first of all, uh, other than the Dolphins, you've got all your games in your division at home outside in the cold. You don't have the ability to go to Minnesota in a dome or Detroit in a dome. So think about that alone because MetLife's not a dome. So those those particular uh, games are all going to be at home. I, didn't, I have not looked to see what their 2023 uh, schedule is going to be. I haven't looked that far ahead. It's not easy. I can tell you that. Uh, what is it? What is it, Ben? Who's their opponents? So they get their division ones, like you mentioned, and then right. all of the second-place teams in the NFL because they finish second in the East, I believe. Then they uh-huh. also play the NFC East is the one division they cross over. So, so they, they got Dallas, New York, Philly, uh, Philadelphia, Washington. Washington. Okay. Who are all like are pretty formidable. There's no pushover there. So they get uh, so they've got their six games in division. They've got four more in the NFC East, which gives you a total of ten. And no game in the division is easy. And for for lack of a better term, I mean the New England Patriots have just flat out had their number. So you've got uh, ten games, none of which are easy. Who else do they play? They oh would they take play what? the AFC West. Which is the and Chiefs the AFC West oh, and, and the Chargers. I, I have it. The the home opponents are Washington, Philly, Atlanta, the Chargers, the Chiefs, it, the Texans. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Washington, uh, they could with, with okay with Rodgers, they get Washington uh, a win, Philly probably not a win, Atlanta uh, a win. Who else at home? The Chargers, uh, probably a win. The Chiefs, not a win. The Texans. A win. And then all three division opponents. No, not a win against Buffalo. Um, maybe a win against Miami and maybe a win against New England. That's that's a tough road to go right there. 
and Belichick has owned the Jets too, no matter who's playing there. Right. Yeah. And then on the road, they get Dallas. Okay, probably a loss. New York, the Giants. Yeah, well, that's at home, technically. Right. So, but that's a giant Giants crowd, right? Uh, the Broncos. Uh, they should win that game. The Browns. They should win that game. The Raiders. They should win that game. And then the division opponents. They won't win in Buffalo. They won't win in New England. They'll win in Miami. I think you might be giving the, the Jets as a whole a little bit too much credit when it comes to some of the other teams. Like We had Zach Rosenblatt on. They still have holes to fill. It's not the yeah. Tampa team that Brady walked into. No, no. I agree with that. But I'm just, I'm just kind of, you know, giving the, I'm giving them kind of the benefit of the right. doubt on the yes and no's in the 50-50 games. I'll say nine but and seven. But I agree seven. with you. It's, it's, not an, it's not an easy schedule. And let's be honest, if if Rodgers goes there and they end up nine and seven, well, it's nine and eight now, actually, or nine and eight. That's nine my favorite. Eight that's my favorite exercise, though. You look at the schedule. Ah, nine and seven. Every okay, year. let's let's say they go nine and eight. Is that a successful season for Rodgers going there and giving up a fir- couple of first round draft choices? No, not at all. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. But if Jordan Love goes nine and eight. With the Packers next season, I would call that a, a pretty huge success. Huge win. If he goes 9-8 and eight with the Packers and the Packers end up in the postseason, huge win for Jordan Love and the Packers. I know this is a tough way to look at it, and, and it doesn't have to do with the decision-making, but think about how many more outcomes would be considered a big success with Jordan Love under center. Really anything in the playoffs, which could be the seven seed, which could be 9-8, and eight, could even be eight and nine. Right. Meanwhile, if Rodgers goes nine and eight next year with the Packers, it's a colossal failure. Even yeah, if he wins agree. one playoff game and loses in the division right. round. Meanwhile, right. with love, it's like, oh, if we just see anything for the future, then that's a huge win. I would agree. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. Yeah, it's it's if Rodgers goes to New York and barely gets into the postseason and does not win in the postseason, it will be it will be a tough one for him. Let's do this. I, I know we're up against it. We got Peter Bukowski coming up uh here uh in just a few. I, before we do this, before we go to Peter, I want you to take a listen. Ian Rappaport was just on the NFL network. I want you to take a listen to what Ian Rappaport had to say about this whole situation. Take a listen to Ian Rappaport on the NFL Network. Aaron Rodgers, I'm told, has received permission to speak with the New York Jets. Those conversations have happened this week. It is due diligence for Aaron Rodgers and does not necessarily mean that anything is imminent, although the clock is ticking, so at some point, somehow, someway, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to come to a decision. But it is his decision. I think that's been one of the more important themes here is that Regardless of what the Packers want, what the Jets want, what the Raiders want, this is all about what does Aaron Rodgers want. And my understanding is his wishes is something that the Packers will listen to. If he has fruitful conversations with the Jets, if he likes it there, if he decides that is where he wants to finish his career, the Packers will accommodate him and go forward and start the process of working on a trade. If he tells the Packers, Jets were nice, Robert Sala is a very nice person, I like Joe Douglas, but I want to head back to the Packers. They will welcome him back if it's retirement, which is certainly an option still. 
and everyone will move on that way. This is all about what does Aaron Rodgers want? He's beginning to learn that this week. So there you go. Um, The interesting fact there is the beginning of that statement is it's all up to Aaron Rodgers. According to Ian Rappaport, it's all up to Rodgers. It's all up to Rodgers, what he wants to do. If he wants to move, he will. If he doesn't, you got to then find out, is it up to Rodgers still? Or does that mean that, you know, if Rodgers doesn't want to go somewhere else, can he just go back to the Packers or what? What happens? I, I it, it's incredibly interesting. We're going to talk with Peter Bukowski when we come back. Let's do this. Let's step away. We'll come back. We got a whole lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com if you got the need for speed. Coming up in the 2023 season down in Union Grove and the, uh, the quarter mile strip down there has all been redone. Uh, they've been putting a lot of money into the place. So if you're looking for a lot of fun and maybe you want to rent the, the track for a day, you and your friends go down and uh, you know run, whether it's cars or motorcycles or what have you, head down there. That's again the uh, Great Lakes Dragaway down in Union Grove. GreatLakesDragaway.com. Great Lakes Dragaway. Dot com. If you have the need for speed, stop down and uh, buy the 2023 season pass and uh, and tell them we sent you. Again, GreatLakesDragaway.com. Joining us on the hotline, Peter Bukowski of the Locked on Packers podcast uh, is now here. And uh, Peter, I guess uh, let's start with all the news, man, uh, with uh, the fact that uh, I guess the Packers have indeed given permission, at least according to reports, to Aaron Rodgers to talk to the Jets. They did it yesterday according to Trey Wingo, and apparently they're doing it again today, according to ESPN New York. So give me your thoughts. Well, I think the the phrasing of it is interesting, right? That, that they've given Aaron Rodgers permission to talk to the New York Jets and not the other way around, because we've seen this in the past with players who are being traded under contract. You talk to, you, you give the team interested in trading for the player the permission. The fact that this has been worded the other way around by Ian Rappaport, I think is is worth noting here. And I think part of that is because we know that Aaron Rodgers is not just going to go anywhere. If he's going to get traded, it's going to be because he wants to go to that place. And if you're Rodgers, like, you know, we like to joke about the Nathaniel Hackett of it all, but he's just not going to go somewhere sight unseen. He wants to vet the place just as much as they want to vet him. We know the Jets are interested in Aaron Rodgers. The question is going to be, does Rodgers see it as the same kind of fit is he going to be willing to rework his contract? Are the Packers going to be you know, willing to, to eat some money? These are all things that they now have to work through. So, first of all, what does this do, in your opinion, to the Packers? What, what deal would be acceptable to you for Aaron Rodgers to move on? Well, let's start here. I, I think the genie's out of the bottle with this. Like, I, I don't think there's any going back. So, I think we've reached the point now where Rodgers, we can pretty safely say, will not be a Green Bay Packer in 2023. I think this is this is the Jets make sense to him or another team makes sense to him or he's sitting. I just don't think there's any coming back from this. If you're the Packers, you know, the, the Jets side, there's been a lot of talk, Jets fans, 
Um, they don't want to give up 13. The Jets internally would like to not give up the 13th overall pick. But I, I made this analogy yesterday. Like, yeah, I'd like to buy a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. I'd, I'd like to not spend $1,000, but at a certain point, your desire for something outweighs your thrift. And I think right. with, with someone like Woody Johnson, they're, they're going to be willing to give up that first-round pick, I, I, I have to assume. And then it's, all right, what else is, is acceptable? And I think that's going to be based on what happens with the contract. If you can with... get the Packers to, to eat some money, then I think now you can start asking for more. Okay, this is my question with all of that, though. With nobody else really in play that Rodgers, you would assume, would want to go to, does that diminish the, 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 you know, the strength of the Green Bay Packers position in your eyes? Well, I think you could, you could say yes, but I also understand that last year Devontae Adams only wanted to go to Las Vegas, and uh, that is where he went, and they got a haul for him. They got a first and a second. So at a certain point, Aaron Rodgers is under contract. And so the Packers can just say, we get it. Um, you want to play hardball and you want to get a deal on this? But we can just say no. That's, the, that's, that's part of the, the evaluation here. And Rodgers can say, well, then I'm going to retire. But it doesn't seem like he's actually going to retire. It seems like he does want to play, and he's just trying to figure out now where it makes the most sense to play. It seems like that's going to be somewhere else other than Green Bay. So – I don't think it hurts their leverage, really, that the Jets seem like the most interested team. If anything, the Jets being out on front street from the jump about this has hurt their leverage because now Derek Carr is in New Orleans. What are their options? The Packers are going to say, yeah, you want to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. God bless. The uh, the Packers moving forward. Now, let's just say they do get that 13th overall pick, so they'll have the 13th and the 15th. If you're the Packers and you're good against, what do you do with it? Oh, have a lot of fun is is my short answer. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be really interesting, right? Because 13 and 15, you know, we, we think these quarterbacks are going to go early. And now it's looking like Anthony Richardson, the, the Florida quarterback, after just absolutely tearing down the combine, has worked his way into the top five. We think four quarterbacks are going to go here. 13 and 15, you could get up to five or seven if you wanted to. If you wanted to go get, if Jalen Carter was going to fall, you could go up and get someone with that kind of talent, um, or you just pick two really good football players, 13 and 15. You know, that's the range where they got Rashawn Gary, um, and and that's the kind of prospect. You can, you can talk about getting the number one pass catcher in this class. I don't think it's unreasonable to think they could get both. They could get the, the best receiver and the best tight end in this class at 13 and 15. I don't think that's crazy at all. And now all of a sudden you have springboarded your team with Jordan Love into a much more talented version of it than it was last year. Um, There's still a lot of people that feel that Rodgers is 100% in the driver's seat here. And I, I, I don't necessarily say 100%, but I think he does drive the train only because he could then ultimately turn around and walk away if he chose to. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think there's the what? What chance do you put for Rodgers actually to remain as the Green Bay Packers quarterback? Um, I, you know what's a what's a number less than zero? I, I just like I think I think we're to the point now that it's just untenable for for all of the things that have now come out. I mean, just look at just the Mike Silver piece from yesterday, and Mike Silver is someone who has has had a good relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Has, has been favorable to Aaron Rodgers over the years, has been critical of the Packers and the organization. 
and he is seen as a Rodgers-friendly journalist, and yet he's got quotes in there about Rodgers, the Packers feeling like Rodgers took the money and ran last year, was not a good leader, that they wanted to see him at OTAs. Brian Gittikin said that on the record, that he would have preferred Aaron Rodgers at OTAs. And so now all of this feeling of, okay, the Packers would actually like Aaron Rodgers to move on, I don't see how you mend that fence and move forward because the Packers, there's clearly interest from other teams. There, there was interest in 2021. There was interest in 2022. So either you, you dare Rodgers to say, I'll retire rather than play somewhere else. Okay, well, but the Packers don't want you. So then just retire. And, and I think you're calling his bluff at that point. If we're, if we're to the, the place now where the Packers don't want Aaron Rodgers back, and it seems like we are there, then it's just over. I equate a lot of this to just the fatigue. And again, whether it was the right place and the right time to choose Jordan Love or not, but I think this is, uh, I, I guess also the Adam Silver piece tends to give a little more credence to what Bob McGinn had to say is that somebody in that Packers organization is disgusted with what's gone on and how this has been handled via Aaron Rodgers and such. And uh, I go back to when Brett Favre threw that last pass, that interception, trying to force it into Donald Driver. And uh, one person told me, you know, that's it. We can lose these games as easy with them as we can with them. So I, I kind of felt that that was it for uh, Brett Favre at the time as well. But do you get the sense that they are all in, that they really 100% believe that Jordan Love is the next guy? Or do you think that there has been question marks in the past? Well, I think both of those things are true. They had question marks in the past. And they wanted to see more than they saw in 2020 when we actually got to see um, you know, Jordan Love play 2021 when we got to see Jordan Love play. Um, and, and then, you know, it, 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 2020, right, he didn't play. He, he didn't even suit up. And then we saw him in that one start against Kansas City. There were, there were issues. But they felt like in those reps without Aaron Rodgers, he was a good, he was a good player. And we, we heard this from teammates last year. Remember Devondre Campbell saying Jordan Love is better than a lot of the starting quarterbacks out there. And there, has, there was a, a fundamental change going from, from last season when Rodgers, ironically, decided not to show up to OTAs. Jordan Love did and took all the reps and got all the first-team work. And then in training camp, you know, he's playing in camp. Rodgers is your first-team guy, but they managed the, the workload with Aaron Rodgers. And then Rodgers hurt half the year. So the yep. second half of the season, that was when things changed. And that, and, and that is what I have been hearing, and that is what other you know people have reported, Tom Silverstein, Ty Dunn that especially in the second half of the season, there seemed to be a change. Jordan Love goes out and has that terrific fourth-quarter performance against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the light kind of went on, like, oh, I can do this, and I can be really, really good. And that was who he was for the rest of the season. It wasn't just in that, in that game that he looks like a different guy now and has sold them that he is he, and, and can be the guy. The, now let's uh, go forward and say, okay, what do the Packers need? I mean, Jordan Love, he's going to be his first year under center. We believe the offensive line, other than maybe a little bit of depth and a right tackle, is kind of solidified. Uh, but you've got some really nice uh, possibilities high end in the draft that you could go after, whether it's a wide receiver, a tight end, uh, additional, you know, depending on, uh, you know, who sees who fall in the draft you got uh, the possibility of a big-time uh, defensive tackle uh, and guys that are sitting there. Who would you – if you're going to prioritize your needs, what are they? Yeah, I think you have to look um, at the shape of this draft class, and then you have to look at positions 
um, where traditionally you you need first round picks to hit on them. So pass rusher is a great example. In pass rusher, you better take him in the first round because these guys don't grow on trees. And so especially if the Packers get a bonus first round pick, um, I would expect that someone like Brian Brise, um, you know Miles Murphy, if if he's there. Um, some of these other, Nolan Smith, if he's still there, and I think 13 is more likely than 15 just because, um, you know, the, the testing was off the charts. But I think pass catcher is, is the thing that you got to look at. This is a bad safety class. So Brian Branch, I think, has got to be off the board now, 458 at 195 um, and under six feet. Like, I, that's just not a Packers type in the first round. So I think they need a pass catcher. I think you, you look, if you if you have a stud offensive line that follows, the, the, you know, Pete Skaronsky from Northwestern um, is someone that I think would make a lot of sense. He can play guard. He can play tackle and um, receiver. And and if there is a tight end that they love, I, I like Dal- I like Dalton Kincaid. If you have two, if you have two first round picks, a, a Dalton Kincaid or a Michael Mayer, because of what they can be for your offense, because what they can do for you and because of the space that Christian Watson can occupy, the defenders that Christian Watson can occupy, they they have a chance to be really, really impactful players for a team like Green Bay. And especially if you have that luxury pick, if you've got 13 and 15, man, the, the tight ends for me would be hard to pass up. But I, I love, like, Jackson Smith to Jigma. I think he is the perfect complement to what the Packers have at receiver. That is the guy that I would be circled in ink going, let's find a way to get this guy in the building. Talking with Peter Bukowski at Peter underscore Bukowski over on Twitter, co-founder of the Leap and Locked On Packers podcast. Would you take Jalen Carter, the big defensive tackle out of Georgia, who is falling because of his his legal issues? Would you take him if he would be there and things seem to be clearing up for him? I mean, it, it all depends on what you found out in the pre-draft process. Because you know, I, I'm not I'm not there. So based on what we know, if this is all we find out about what's going on with Jalen Carter, yeah, I would, I would think I would feel comfortable doing it because the talent is such that, you, you know, you just hope the kid can grow up and you, you have an environment, a culture that, that can handle all of those things. Um, now, remember, Tom McShay reported in December that there were potential question marks with him and, and what his attitude was, what his work ethic was, and some of his teammates didn't love him. There have been other um, whispers since then that maybe there are these character issues. You have to we have to drill down on what that means. Is he is he a bad kid or is he a kid? And I think that's a that's a big difference. We had to do the same thing um, in the pre-draft process. Everyone, you know, every team had to do this. Packers had to do this with George Pickens. Is he an immature kid or is he a bad kid? And and that's that's a, that can be a difficult thing to sort through. But if it just turns out that that you know he just needs to grow up a little bit. Um, and he's not going to get into like John Morant trouble, then yeah, I mean, I think I think you feel comfortable with the talent, and especially given the need. I mean, he's one of the two or three best players in this draft, probably. Peter, always good to talk to you, buddy. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk again soon because I'm sure there's going to be more news relatively soon. Okay. All right. Talk soon. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Peter Bukowski, the Locked On Packers podcast. You can see his stuff there. Also find him at Peter underscore Bukowski. B U K O W S K I. And he joins us on the hotline for a couple of minutes, and uh, some good stuff, good stuff. There's a, there's just a, a lot to absorb 
uh, there. Hey, uh, speaking of absorption, uh, good stuff, good meats, good food. Our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats down in Waukesha. Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. And uh, I, I'm not heading there tonight, but I'm heading there tomorrow for sure, uh, doing a little grilling out. Uh, Thursday night supposed to be kind of kind of crappy, but I'm still going to do some grilling out. Uh, Kristen's got a concert. I've got the night off. I'm just taking it easy. So I'm going down and getting uh, getting that bacon, either the bacon wrap filet or the big thick cut pork chop and going to do that. I had the Al Capone the last couple of times down there, and I love that. But every now and then, you're good to mix it up. So I'm going to head down to Robert's Specialty Meats down in Waukesha. And I can't wait for summer to get here. Ribs on a stick, garlic parm, chicken skewers, all that kind of good stuff. And the sausages. Oh, my God, the sausages are so good. Go to Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha on Sunset Drive in Waukesha and see for yourself. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. tell you this uh, a lot of good stuff uh going on uh and I, you know what i'll tell you about that crap later <laughs> i don't want to we only got about a minute here uh man reaction pouring in today um let me uh, ben what do you think realistically aaron Rodgers is worth if they trade for him if the if the jets trade for him what what is a realistic ask well i i think what the realistic ask would be a lot higher than what i would give up to get him I guess because I the quarterback market has been so crazy where I would have right. said for a bunch of guys that they're worth a lot lower than what they got. Like Carson Wentz has been traded for a first, a second, a third. Meanwhile, I, I didn't see him worth that. If I were the Jets, probably a second and a third round pick going forward. But yeah. the ask is going to be higher. I would assume definitely a one and then probably another conditional pick like a two or a three, depending right. on how often he plays and how long. See, I, I agree with you. I think it's a one, and next year, depending on what happens this year, it would either be a one or a two or a three. If he wins the MVP, then it's a one. If he, you know, and he comes back. If he, uh, you know, plays well but doesn't hit, you know, whatever, then it's a two. Doesn't win the MVP, but they go to the postseason, it's a two. If they don't make the postseason, it's a three. You know, that type of thing. This thing where people think that they're going to get, you know, like two ones, a two, another wide out, and Quinn and Williams, and there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell you're going to get your, that if I'm the Jets, I would make that deal. Uh, it's not happening. I don't know why people think that if you don't get two ones, a two, two players, like it's a bust. It, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, that's not going to happen. Just an FYI. It's just not going to happen. Got another hour of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this.